at any given moment, you have the power to say that this is not how my story is going to end. Never forget that walking away from something unhealthy is brave, even if you stumble a little on your way out. So how do we get out of these uncertain situations and darknesses we call failures? How do we get out of these uncomfortable and sleepless traumas? How do we now reaffirm ourselves and say, trauma may happen to me, but it does not define me? This is Get Out Alive World Podcast with Tracy and Harridge. The challenges that you have experienced thus far while advocating for for women and how did you overcome some of those? There are always, as you know, a lot of challenges. Probably the biggest one is getting funding. Now, having founded uh, Voices of Women and IVOW in America, you'd expect that it might be easy to get funding. And we did have some very, very kind and very generous donors who supported us, and we were able to get some grants. But funding often seems to be the most challenging. And once you've, but once you've established a funding uh, channel or a funnel, then things can get easier. The second thing was often that people would push back about our ideas. And I'm sure you understand what that means yeah. to the work that you do. They start to tell you, oh, you'll never get that done. Or what's a bunch of women going to do? You can't change the world. Or um, they would they would negate any of the things that we were proposing. They would push back against us. And so that gave us a, an ability, though, to get stronger, to grow stronger, to grow a lot more resilience. And then, of course, the hardest thing for me became that as we learned about one group of women who were struggling somewhere in the world, that would open the door to learning about another group who were struggling somewhere else. And then that started to get overwhelming for me as I learned just how many people were struggling in their various countries. And of course, paramount to that was refugees, which is what we're seeing with Afghanistan at the moment. Mm -hmm. And to see all the internally displaced people in the world, that was a very challenging one. But to overcome, yes, I would say those three things, the funding, the naysayers, and then just that that solid, that, that constant appearance of other people who needed help. Totally. How, how did you overcome those obstacles? Because I know, firstly, for the funding, that's a very tough one. Mm-hmm. And when it is that you have persons saying to you that you won't be able to achieve all of these things that you really want, to, you knowing in the back of your head that I have a solid plan and this can work, afford us the opportunity and we'll prove it to you. How did you convince those funders that you worked with to invest in you? I started it because my background is public speaking and because that's what I do for a profession, I would get on as many platforms as I possibly could and I would tell the story of the women and the girls and the young people that we were supporting. And when you can learn to speak from heart to heart, it makes such a difference. It doesn't need to be about all the statistics, although they need to be included because people need proof. 
but it was mostly about the stories. And so I would tell the stories of the women and the girls that we were supporting, and that changed the hearts and the minds of some of our donors. And right. that made it that made it much more effective. So that's what I recommend for anyone is to find your platform and speak endlessly about what the needs are and have them believe in you and trust you. And when that develops, then you can get your funding much more easily. And I know you're already doing that, Tracy Ann. You do that. Totally. Yes. Totally. I totally concur with that. Speak from your heart. Always speak from, from your heart and everything will flow bountifully afterwards. Because if it is that you're doing something and it's not coming from your heart, it's easier for someone on the outside to look and say it's not coming from your heart. It's so easy for them to see. So I concur with you on that. Speak from your heart. Yes. Always. And tell the stories. I remember when I worked in Africa in Kenya and I met a young, um, a young girl and uh, she was one, of course, of thousands who was living in poverty. Now, I could have talked about the statistics of the poverty, how many people, where the regions are. But what I did instead was choose to tell her story. And by telling her story, it brought it to a very real place for everyone. I said where she was living and how she was living and how her meals for the day were one potato and that the clothes she had were actually boys' clothes because they didn't couldn't find any for a young girl. And so telling those things were became more of the, the heart story than dozens and dozens of statistics about the whole of Africa. I brought it right down to one little girl. Right. That's so true. Mm -hmm. And I must commend you for doing that. That's not a lot of persons really know the psychology of doing that, because when you can use a story to have investors invest in you, yes. that speaks volume. Mm -hmm. So I must commend you for doing that. Mm -hmm. All right. My other question to you or some of those investors or you would have convinced with those stories that you told them or some of them who, who invested into vow and believing passionately into your dreams and aspirations did, did you ask me i apologize uh, for who they were or how no no or, or some of the investors who believed in you uh, one of them, first of all, thank you for clarifying. And it was, they, they gave us money in kind, if you like. The Joan B. Kroc Institute for Peace and Justice in San Diego, it's based at the University of San Diego, has a beautiful building with a theater in it for commentaries, for panels, for presentations about peace and negotiation and about resolutions for women and for men for the world and what they did for us was uh, they asked if we asked actually if we could partner with them and bring them programs and they said yes so they didn't specifically give us money or write us checks but they gave us their auditorium for free which gave us a platform to bring all of our programs in there and we partnered with them for the whole duration of the 15 years that Voices of Women was running before we turned it into the podcast. 
Now, even when we started the podcast, they have a recording studio, and I asked, and for for no charge, they allowed us to interview the women in their recording studio. So it was a continuing partnership. So it's not always that you're looking exactly for the dollars or the money in your community. It's that you're looking for the partners who will give you things in kind, which actually might take you further as it did for us because Voices of Women became very well known in the community because people came to the Institute and then they heard our programs. That was wonderful. And then um, we partnered with a lot of other peace and women's organizations in San Diego. Um, and they gave us name recognition, they gave us partnering, and they also gave us um, uh, places for free. So I just would encourage your listeners and your, and your viewers that it's not always about getting the actual dollars in your bank account. It's the gold that is in the community to partner with and what they can provide for you. Totally. Totally. And I agree with you. What does success look like for, for Val? What does it look like? Uh, can you share one of your success stories? Because I know you have a lot of them. <laughs> can you share one of your success stories with us? Well, I think probably one of the success stories was that because we had built the reputation with the actual NGO Voices of Women, when we started IVAL, a lot of people in San Diego and beyond were quite happy to come and speak to us. So one of our successes was actually to speak to four women in California who are in the political world, but they had beaten out men, and I'm not putting men down, we have to do this together. But what they had done was they had won their electoral votes over the men, and they were running very high office. One of them, in fact, is the president pro tem right now of the California Senate. Senator Tony Atkins, another was a congresswoman. And that was one of our big successes was A, they believed in IVAL in the program, and four of them offered to be interviewed to talk wow. about the changes that they had made. Now, two of the women were gay or are gay. And so they had double the situations to talk about, not only to win in their electorates, but also as gay women because they were ostracized, they were put down. One of the congresswomen uh, told me she was married that when she went to um, Washington, D.C. to be sworn in as a senator, her husband was with her and everybody who came into the office spoke only to him and not to her because they thought he was the one who was taking up office. And they just ignored her because she's a woman. And so it was very, these are the sorts of stories we wanted to get out. I think the success also has been, so it was the political women, but it was also the women peacemakers mm -hmm. who used to come and live in residence at the Institute for Peace and Justice. Mm -hmm. And because they came from around the world, from the front lines of war or from the front lines of chaos in their villages or in their towns, and they would tell us the story. They, to me, are the success of IVAL. And if, as where do I want it to go? I just want, I'd love to get every woman I know on that program, especially women like you, Tracy Ann, who are working hard to support others. So that's my, is to get it on a very big national program. Totally. Well, international, actually, not just national, international. <laughs> right. And I know this other, this other question, it's intertwined with the previous one I asked you. 
but what's one of your greatest achievements to date? Because I know a lot, but what, what is one of your greatest achievements to date? It's a lovely question, and I've always preferred to stay humble if I can and not really talk about, you know, achievements. I think looking back, I, there are two, if I may. One was founding my organization, sorry, my business, Press Communication, from scratch and building that into an international speaking platform. That was one, uh, because I started it with not a great deal of knowledge and right from the beginning. And as you know, now I, I gave one of the workshops for the Commission on the Status of Women's Meeting at the United Nations, which they do annually, uh, but we had to do it online, and that's how you and I met, which was a blessing for me. So it would be my business, but it would also be Voices of Women. The fact that we started that from absolute scratch, there were 10 of us that just pulled a board together and somebody found a place for us to meet and we started allocating roles to everybody around the table and then we started our partnerships and then we started advocating for women on the global uh, or in the global community. So I think my business and Voices of Women. Awesome. And let me tell you something, when you hear her speaking about international speaking coach, you definitely need to book a consultant. You're still working on that, right? I am. I should be. You know, you can see my hair's gone very gray. I'm almost <laughs> three now. And um, uh, but I, I just can't stop working as long as as long as women need me, um, I'll be there. And actually, just as a, a quick note for that, uh, since I came to New Zealand, we have an indigenous race here, the Maori. And it's always been a dream of mine to work with Maori women. Well, I've partnered with two women where I live in the very north of New Zealand, and we have started an initiative. And we are now meeting with women leaders who are feeling very isolated. And we are coaching them, we are mentoring them, and we're supporting them. And the group is uh, doubling in size. We're, we're just with about 25 women now. We started wow. with 12, and we're working on leveraging them and making their voices heard, but also helping them in their leadership journey. So that's an excitement to be able to be sharing the platform in New Zealand as well as in California. That is phenomenal. That is, and when you speak of, of, of passion, I'm not sure if you are hearing it in her voice, but I am hearing it her in, in hearing it in her voice. She speaks with exuberance, she speaks with passion. It's 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 inevitable, it's inevitable for her to, to help others. And I want to say thank you so much for taking care of them. And the, the grace makes you more beautiful. Don't, don't you even think about them. It makes you more beautiful. And I know that your blessings, your blessings will be overflowing. Right? So thank you so much for helping other women who are definitely in need of your assistance. And that segues into another question that I have for you. What's next for, for Vol? Because I know you said you want to, to take it uh, to, to an international, it's already to an international level. Mm -hmm. But what's the, the other big step for Vol? Because you are now working with other phenomenal women across the world. What's next for Ivo? What's that next big project that you have waiting to unleash? 
Oh, well, that's that's a wonderful question. It's something that I have uh, thought about for many, many years. I would like to turn the podcast ultimately, and I'm not sure whether I can do this. The plans are very, very basic. I would love, have always wanted to turn it into a round table on television so that viewers actually get to see the women as they're telling their stories. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Get Out Alive World podcast, where we equip victims to become surthrivers. Be sure to share this episode far and wide. Download from your favorite podcast host and always leave a comment about the episode. Join us again next time, same time and same place for another episode. And if you want to donate to the tremendous work that we have been doing in saving lives, feel free to send us an email at getoutaliveworld at gmail.com send us a whatsapp message to 1-876-367-7476 or on our website at tracyanharridge.com i'm your host tracy and harridge signing out take care love and blessings always remember to get out alive <laughs>